Welcome to this radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from the church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the Through the Bible series entitled Heavenly Authority. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, has been going through the books of the Old Testament as a background for this study of how God calls and anoints individuals for service. So let's go right into the start of Pastor Greg's Sunday message. We come this morning to 1 Samuel chapter 16 and the introduction of the young man David who is to become the second king of this united Hebrew kingdom. And David's name means beloved. And we'll see throughout David's life that David indeed loved the Lord and was loved by him. Let's start reading at verse 1. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. He says, how long will you mourn for Saul? And remember back above in chapter 15, we ended off last time, how when uh, Samuel went back to his house, he mourned for Saul and he cried for Saul, even though he had dealt very harshly with Saul and proclaimed the word of the Lord to him, Samuel was moved that something that started so wonderfully and so beautifully with this first king, how he was a humble young man and God had anointed him, had become so corrupt and he had become so stubborn and rebellious. And God is telling him here that it's enough. He's mourned enough his time to move forward. When there is sin and error, we should grieve and we should always remember so that it doesn't happen again. But there's also a point that we come to that we have to move on. In Philippians chapter 3, Paul says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You have to press forward. You have to move on forward. It's time for Israel to move forward past the sin of Saul, and it's time for Samuel to stop grieving and to do what the Lord has called him to do. And he tells him, fill your horn with oil and go. Why? Why is he to fill his horn with oil. The oil, remember, is to anoint. Just as Samuel had anointed Saul for the kingship, now he is to anoint another. And the oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. We've spoken about that. And the anointed one, the one that is anointed by God, is the chosen one. And actually there is one that is the anointed one, and that word we saw in the Hebrew gives us the word Messiah, or Christ, the anointed one. And David, when he's anointed, would serve as a type of Messiah. 
Many times in the Psalms, David will start prophesying in the first person about himself, and then the prophecy moves on to the son of David, the Messiah, the Lord that would come from David. And of course, that speaks about the Lord Jesus Christ. Next week, we'll celebrate Palm Sunday. In John chapter 12, we read about the evening before that Sunday, that Sunday morning. In John chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with them. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, Let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. That spike nod is a costly oil. It's from the dried roots and stems of the nod, which is an herb of Asia. And it was imported from India in alabaster boxes. It was stored and used only on special occasions. Sometimes it would be used to honor a guest to put the oil on their, their head. Uh, sometimes it was made into a liquid like this, sometimes an ointment. But the word anoint means to rub with an oil, to consecrate. It was symbolic of the Holy Spirit. It was symbolic of consecrating, of setting apart a person for a particular work, for a particular service that that one was anointed in a blessed special position and set apart to serve God. And we saw that with Aaron and his sons, right, how they were consecrated and there was the anointing of oil. And again, we saw it with Saul, how Samuel anointed him with oil that he would be the king. In Mark chapter 14, we have a little more information about what happened that eve of Palm Sunday. Mark chapter 14 and verse 3, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Now you notice in the other Gospels they don't mention Mary, and they don't mention Lazarus, they just say a woman. You know from the Gospel of John, which is the last of the four, written later than the others, how the high priests were after Lazarus also. And it's as though the other Gospels hide the name. I guess at that point they were protecting their lives. And then later on, John could tell us who these people are. There's Lazarus sitting at the table. There's Martha going ahead and serving like normal. And then there's Mary doing the important service 
of anointing the Messiah. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. So she put the oil on his head. She put it on his feet. She wiped his feet with her hair, John tells us. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. Sometimes when we worship, when we we show the zeal that we love the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, David means beloved. People will criticize us. They'll talk against us. Sometimes they can handle religion when it's in a very formal, liturgical way. But if they see us react too much, like they see her come in and now she's actually pouring the oil on his head, she's pouring on his feet, she's wiping his feet with her hair, you can see the great love. Why does Mary have this great love? Remember, her brother was dead several days before, and he's sitting at the table alive. If that doesn't move us to worship and love, and certainly we were all dead, and Jesus Christ saved us and made us alive, if that doesn't move us to great love, what will? And the world can't understand it. All they can do is criticize us. The disciples themselves, of course, is being led by who? Judas, you know, a lot of the people that don't want religion to go too far are the people in religion that just like to get the money out of it, and they criticize her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. Worshiping the Lord, blessing the Lord, adoring the Lord is a good work unto God. It's a good work unto God to bless the Lord. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, and we're testimony to it right now, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. He wants her remembered. He wants it remembered what she did. He wants it remembered that she anointed him, that she used this expensive oil, the spikenard, and she poured it out on him, and it was an anointing for his burial because the anointed one, the only anointed one, the king of kings and lord of lords, is anointed onto death onto burial. We think of the anointing as a consecration, the priest to a high and lofty position, the king to a high and lofty position. But for this one to be declared priest, high priest, and king, he must first be anointed onto burial. And he had to die. And that's why the king is spoken of over and over again in the Psalms, how he would cry out in Psalm 22, and say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? And we would read how he would be treated as a worm and no man, a reproach of men, despised by the people. And how he would be poured out like water and all his bones out of joint and his heart like wax melted within. He says, but you, O Lord, do not be far from me. Oh, my strength, hasten to help me. And we read how after he dies, then he will see 
his offspring, and he will declare to the ends of the world, the families of the nations shall worship before you, for the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. He would rule all the nations. And the Psalms speak over and over about the sacrifice and the ruling of this one who was anointed with the oil unto death. And that signifies him as the king of Israel. And we, like Samuel, have to fill our horn with oil and not be afraid, like Mary, to anoint him, to proclaim him. How do we do it? We don't have him here to pour the oil on his head, but we do it with our praises, our adoration, and our evangelism to tell others, to proclaim to others the good news that we have in the true King, Jesus Christ. We are so happy that you were able to join us for our study today. We love to hear from our listening audience, so if you have any comments or words of encouragement, please send them along to us. Also, may I ask you to prayerfully consider supporting our church's evangelical outreach. Please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. We would also like to extend an invitation for you to join us for Sunday service if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub.